It's the matchup presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Well, our first show, that well, was our second show, actually. We uh, we did the Valero. That was kind of our warm-up. And then, of course, the Masters last week. Big success. Appreciate everybody um, tuning in and, and, and watching it as we uh, bring back the matchup here, a show that uh, we break down all things fantasy golf. We go through... All of the different levels, starting at the top, 11K, 10K, work our way down all the way to the 6K, and we try to touch as many players as we possibly can, giving you our insight on uh, what we think and how it's going to play out here at the RBC Heritage uh, as the tour moves on from Augusta. This is supposed to be a relaxing week, right? They take their families. They go up to Harbor Town, beautiful place there on Hilton Head Island, and they get to play uh, Harbor Town Golf Links, a, a great course, and one uh, that, that I enjoy betting. I've done pretty well here uh, at this venue in years past. And joining me here this week is Brandon Guptill. Brandon, I know you were on Hideki, right, with a win ticket last week. So I was like, we got to get this dude on to give us some advice here this week at uh, RBC. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Um, uh, welcome the opportunity, and, and hopefully we can uh, give them some advice to, to get some winning lineups this week. So no surprise to you with Hideki um, last week as uh, he got that putter. He was grinding on that putter, man, all week, working hard. He did just enough for him. We always know he could hit it. He could uh, strike his way to anything. Great ball striker. Uh, but the putter did catch a little bit of fire. And as we look at this week at RBC, it's really, it's kind of much the same thing here when you look at this course. Par 71, 7,100 yards, Bermuda greens. It's a peat die design. And anytime you hear peat die, you start thinking, all right, these guys are not going to overpower it off the tee. This is going to be kind of a strokes gain approach type of venue. And you're probably going to need to make some putts, right? Strokes gain approach, strokes gain putting got to be up there, certainly in my model. And uh, we're going to, we're going to go through this, but when you, when you look at this trash historically, what comes to mind here at uh, Harbor town? You know, I thought it was interesting that in last year being in June, how much easier it seemed to play. And I don't know how much the weather played into that. I think a little bit, but um, you know, Webb wanted at what, like 22 under the cut yeah. was minus four in the year before and all the years before the cut averaged about even and the winning score was around 13, 14. So I'm interested to see, do we get back to a little bit tougher test being this time of the year in, in April? Um, but, but in general, same, like you said, I mean, I want guys that are hitting greens the most, giving themselves the opportunity inside 18 feet, uh, more times than not. Any P dot track getting up and down is crucial, but if you're not missing greens, that becomes even more prevalent. You kind of see the past winners here, and you're definitely like you mentioned. You're not you're not getting bombers off the tee per se. Webb was probably one of the longer one, and he's not even that long. But before that, you know, CT Band, Kadira, <laughs> Wes, Wesley, Brian, right. none of these guys are bombers. So you really need those guys that are, got those irons on fire. Yeah, Brandon Grace, he's in the field. He won in 16. Uh, Ferrick, he's in the field. He won in 15. Kucher, he's in the field. He won in 14. These guys, you know, they don't jump out and scream 300-plus off the tee. You got a lot of force, you know, um, layups. You got to get the ball here in this position, approach the green from this position. And, um, you know, you got you to give yourself a lot of looks here. You got to be hitting greens or small greens. Guys are going to be missing it. So the short game does have a little bit of value here. But uh, – well, someone that can um, probably a little bit of experience perhaps too with these smaller greens kind of navigating your round uh, way around a peat die design is we're on a little bit of a run here. Of course we had sawgrass, which was peat die. Mm -hmm. And then we got Louisiana next week, which is another peat die course. So hopefully we've got the right model in place for you as we, uh, as we get right after it here, and we're going to get right into the 11 K slash 
10K. Now, Bryson has withdrawn, and uh, the DraftKings probably a little bit later in their pricing as they got it out there due to that. Uh, but no surprise, there's DJ. He comes in um, at 11,600. Uh, there is uh, Cantley at number two, 10,900. Perhaps a little surprise there above Webb at 10,700. And there's Morikawa. Uh, surprised to see, or I'm happy, I should say, to see Morikawa in the field, 10,500. And then we go down to Daniel Berger at 10,000. And then there is Cameron Smith at 10,200. I'll just open the door here. Um, you look at those names, uh, where are you going to go? What jumps out at you? Yeah. I mean, Cantley's a little bit of a sore subject after the masters. He, uh, he was my missed cut in my four, 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 four team. Um, mm. and that team finished 27th in it with a five of six. I had first, second, third, 12th and 18th. Um, and he missed it. I would easily go back to him. He's got a third, a seventh, and a third here. But I, and this is unconfirmed rumors, but the, you know, these came out kind of Thursday morning. Was it he had a relationship, girlfriend type breakup really early in the week, like oh late, late? And then you go see him shoot, you know, whatever shot eight over, and you're like, okay, is there some head worry there? So I, and I'm not, I can't confirm them. I just got, they were good sources, but still, I'm not going to go talk about someone's personal life. But <laughs> if you're personal, I mean, people talk about home life and home yeah. life and golf is huge. And so yeah. if there is issues there, pause for concern there. I'd rather pay up to DJ or down the web, but I really like Cam Smith just because it's a cheap option. I can make mm -hmm. an argument for this being a week to fade all the high price guys just based off of historically who finishes well here. And you get these one-off names, Wes Brian, like we just saw so like they come out of nowhere. So maybe separating yourself and, and all these guys who traditionally this is a weaker field, but now where it's placed at and because a lot of these euros aren't really going back home because of the COVID type stuff, they don't want to take a chance because we got PJ championship here in a few weeks that, mm -hmm. um, I can make an argument to, to pass on this, but I think because of saving some money, um, he has played this course four times, you know, top 30 twice. You know, I kind of like Cam Smith. If he can get the hot putter going and that's something you need here, you know, that could be good for him. And he rates out well in my uh, Bermuda splits. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Cam Smith, I think it's fair to say he's playing the best golf of his career right now. Um, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. he's 10th at the Masters, 17th at the Players, 11th at WGC, 4th at Genesis. I mean, this guy's rolling. I mean, he is really – um, playing some good golf. And I, I think when I look at Cam, I, I see an improvement, you know, in the approach game. Um, I think he's improving around the greens. You know, you can see some some growth happening um, with his game. I'll go back up to the top there with DJ. I, I agree. There's a lot of question marks here up top, just like last week going in. A lot of question marks with, with a lot of the top names. DJ remains a question mark, missing the cut at the Masters, uh, withdrew at Valero. I still, like I said last week, I think he's having some driver issues, the new driver in the bag. It takes a while to dial in. The putter hasn't been um, quite as good. So, yeah, I, I think I'm definitely going to come off of that uh, for sure. Cantley, he, he, you know, he crushed me last week too. I had a lot of stock um, put into Cantley. This is a type of place that you, you certainly think he could rebound. But those personal things, man, those girls – telling you oh. <laughs> i mean that's a real yeah. business out there right john rom he got married and having a baby and here's cantley on the other end man he's like but hey cantley you're gonna be just fine my friend you're gonna be just fine Webb, of course the defending champ ten thousand seven hundred. Been kind of a you know kind of a bland kind of go here for Webb. um you know you go back to how he won the tournament last year strokes ain't off the tee positive 0.9 right? 0 0.9. So they're right there. You can see strokes hand off the tee kind of, 
kind of compressed down a little bit. You're not going to overpower it with distance. Approach, though, he was positive 5.7. Around the green, positive 0.6. And then putting, he was positive 6.6. He was very impressive um, in a great field. Let me ask you about Berger. Do you, you know, he saw it on Bermuda. Mm-hmm. I thought Cantley was the biggest disappointment. I thought Berger was number two missing the cut. Yeah, I mean, f- for me personally, it was DJ. DJ and Cantley missing the cut really hurt. Um, I didn't have much Berger, but here I could easily, you know, bounce back situation. As you mentioned, he's for me, he is the best putting splits in Bermuda in this salary range with Morikawa being the worst. Um, so I could see, I wouldn't mind burger. I think Webb will probably be the highest stone. I think a lot of people will just say, I'll save money off of DJ, um, and, and just play Webb. So you, if you get a discounted burger, you, you know, I don't mind taking that at all, especially the two ten thousand $10,000 flat. Mm-hmm. So if you had a take here, we got six guys. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's do a little head to head here. I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to take more Kyle. I know he was tied for 64 last year here. I know his putting's never flashy on paper. But we know he is one of the best ball strikers uh, in the tour. So I'll take Colin McCora versus who do you got? I'm going to go Cam Smith. Uh, you know, he doesn't pop in any kind of stats, you know, across the board, but he's just got it rolling around. There's a recent form type deal. I like that he's at least played here. And I think his game can can fit better when you don't have to power it off the tee. So all things go right. Um, cheap price, too. It was between him and Berger for me. And, and so I went with Cam Smith. You know, Morikawa. You know, his coach Sessinghouse pretty well. And, and, you know, you look at him, he, we know he's one of the best ball strikers in the game. He's going to, he's going to chew you up in the approach game. I mean, he's, he's that good. Him and JT look at his putting. Uh, I think he went through a little, little tough stretch there. Zozo was bad. Um, you know, you look at the Genesis really bad. And then, you know, Mexico obviously putted well where he won players. Okay. Lost two. masters. Hard to say, uh, finished 18th. I think he's getting more comfortable with what he's doing. And um, I, I think you're going to see kind of a, just a really, just a little bit of a steady growth here now that he's settled in on this new putting style. So I think this is a good spot for him. Second time around, let's go with Morikawa. Let's move on here. Let's go to the, um, let's go to the nine K now only six names um, in the nine K and there's that Texan. I'm not talking about speed either. That Texan right at the top there. Will Zell Torres, 9,700. This dude is good. I mean, this dude is good. I was having a conversation with someone and they're like, man, he's playing so good. I was like, yeah, he's playing great. He's, he's a great player. And this is the first time he's ever seen these golf courses. You know, he's going around the first time that he's played these tournaments and he's still finishing where he is. Second at Augusta is pretty heady stuff. You, you like him here too, don't you? I love him. Yeah, I um a lot Wednesday night on our premium chat. I, I Kenny wasn't really on him because Kenny was kind of off the whole debutante type deal. I was like, man, he's like 7,300 bucks or whatever. I was like, he ain't had to win it. I said, but he will top 20 of the Masters. And he kind of sat back and I was like, I promise he's that good of a player. And I have some connections uh, to his team down there. And he, his confidence was riding high. And it, talking about ball striking, he's right there in this field with Morikawa. Um, you know, Tita Green, if his putters kind of when he does get a little sideways, it's putting from what I've seen. Uh, been on him for a while, um, you know, last several months. Love him. I love him here. I'd love to see him get in the win just because of the awkward situation he is with the whole PGA tour <laughs> yeah. situation. I mean, he's, he's got so many seconds and he's still not even an official member and can't even play in the FedEx Cup unless he wins. So mm-hmm. I'm pulling hard for him to win. And I think he's that good. I don't. I don't suspect a big letdown this week coming off the Masters. I think he, I think he really wants to go get that win, so he, he kind of set himself up. Yeah, you know, they're gonna they're gonna neutralize his distance a little bit. He can go. He, he's he's long, 
um, off the tee as well, but his iron game is so good. Yeah, I think it's I think it's appropriate that Will is starts to maybe get into that conversation with the JT and the DJ and the and the Colin kind of iron game, you know, strokes and approach game. Um, he can definitely go. There's there's four there's five other names here. Terrell Hatton, uh, ninety five hundred, played good here last year, finished third, um, but not the same Terrell, you know, coming in this season. Um, then we saw last season, he was playing some fabulous golf um, when uh, he rolled into Harbortown last year, but kind of struggled 18th um, at the masters last week. He had to feel pretty good about that. That's his best finish um, at Augusta. Other names here. You got Corey Connors um, who's playing great golf at 9,300. There's Paul Casey, who I think also is trending nicely at 92 and then Fitzpatrick, 91 Sunjai 9,000. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on Sunjai, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm good with Corey. I think the good play with Corey continues. I thought he showed a lot of, um, I thought he showed a lot of maturity at Valero kind of struggled early defending and then just kind of hung in there and battled back, finished 14th, eighth at the masters. All of a sudden Corey Connors and Paul Casey appear to me like they know how to putt. Is, is that how you see it too? Yeah, I was going to say that Connors kind of remind me of Morikawa, like you mentioned. I think he's self-admitted he changed some putting stuff in, in late fall and has really been grinding on it. And he was one of the better ball strikers on the tour and still is. And so those kind of guys, and we saw it last week with Matsu, like you get a hot potter match with that ball striking and, and, they, and they can win. And yeah. I see that with Connors. He's got two missed cuts here, but the 21st last year. So that, that's a positive swing. Like you said, he's, he's one of the best in the field coming in recent form. So I don't hate it. I'll, I, I don't actually wouldn't mind starting to line up with Willie Z and Connors and, and fade the 10 K, but uh, definitely I, I like Willie Z just a tad, probably upside just a little bit, but it's a, it's close coin flip between those two for me in this range, but I, I like Willie Z uh, just a hair. Would you, are you buying Hatton's masters? Do you, are you, you want to see a little bit more out of him or would you rather maybe go Fitzpatrick who, clearly has played better golf in the last month and a half. I just worry a little bit. Is this the best venue for Fitzpatrick considering his strokes can approach can get a little bit sideways at times. Yeah. I mean, he had a ninth at TPC, another die course, which is a positive. He's number one in the entire field in Bermuda putting splits. Um, so he does rely on that putter though. So if it, if it kind of goes sideways a little bit, he, he's not, he's not in the top quarter of the field when it comes to some of the approach type stuff. So I can see a way I could see you possibly fading him. I, I would lean Fitzpatrick over Hatton just slightly. Um, mm. Especially at a P die track. Sometimes, you know, it, it can be diabolical and get in your head and, and Hatton, you know, he missed the cut of players. Um, at least, you know, if I'm looking at for a, a coin flip type deal, I'd go Fitzpatrick just a little bit over Hatton. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I tend to, I tend to agree with that. You, know, you got Paul Casey there at 9,200. Um, you know, you talk about Lee Westwood. He's always got a smile on his face now. He looks happy out there. I think Casey's kind of the same way. He looks happy to me. You know, he's out there. And I think he's playing good golf. I mean, 26 at the Masters. We know he likes that place. Uh, kind of rallied late there on uh, on the weekend. Fifth at the players. Um, you know, when I think of Paul Casey for years, it's like, okay, I know the dude can hit it. You know, his approach game's solid. Um, you know, he's good around the greens. It's the putter, right? He can get clunky with the putter. Like we, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that's just the reality of strength and weaknesses. But like I said with Connors, I mean, all of a sudden, I, I see the trend going up for for Paul Casey. He's rolling the ball actually, very very nice. And you come into a venue like this, perhaps good iron player, good week with the putter. You can make a case for Paul too, couldn't you? 
Yeah, it looked like he switched. I talked about it on the telecast yesterday. It looks like he switched his grip Sunday and putted way better. Shot mm-hmm. the four under, which really, he was the highest owned in a lot of contests or top three in most of them over the weekend. So a late rally for him um, helped a lot of people on their cash <laughs> yesterday. But I don't know if that switch is a permanent deal, if it was something he just wanted to try. I did I agree with you. And you, he was on the feature coverage, so we got to see a lot of them. Um, yeah. Seemed upbeat. And so even though he was, you know, he's one of the first ones off in the morning because he was that far back. But, you know, had a great Sunday and maybe it takes that momentum into RBC. Yeah. Interesting group here. These six. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll kick it off here in the matchup. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you Corey Connors. I think he, he keeps it going. Who do you got? I'll take Zalatoris. OK, Zalatoris, the youngster, 24 year old out of Texas, keeps it going. Corey Connors, he keeps his good play going. Two guys that, uh, well, they have a good putting week, I, I think, um, will certainly be there. Let's move on here. Um, we can get to the 8,000s here now. A lot of names here to consider. Got to answer Fleetwood. There's Harmon. Garcia, who just put on one of the best ball-striking displays perhaps I've ever seen uh, last year. Shane Lowry. There's English. Westwood, Horschel, Nah, Kucher. You know, I'll start here. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'm going to go to, I like answer. Obviously, you're going to pay for him here at 8,900. Uh, he was second last year uh, to Webb, 26 at the Masters. Um, I, you know, I think, I think the short game for answer is getting better. That's always been, I think, his, his weakness um, is around the greens. Um, I, I think his approach game starting to heat up a little bit. I think answers starting to kind of find his form here as we, as we roll in the spring. And I think answers is, is, is someone that you got to look at. And I think about that ball striking display last year with Garcia, who's at 8,600 positive 9.5 in approach <laughs> last year when he was, uh, when he was T five nights at the players missed the cut at the Augusta on, on the number. Um, but similar story with, Garcia, can the putter, you know, show up? I'm I'm not as optimistic there, but I like answer. Who do you, who jumps out to you here? A guy I really don't go to a lot because sometimes he seems to rely on his putter. You know, again, the broken record deal on putting. But Brian Harmon, he, he yeah. comes in sixth in stats uh, overall stats for me on the week. Uh, all all price ranges, mixed results here. He's got two missed cuts, but he's got a ninth, a twenty third, and a twenty eighth. So has shown the upside of this kind of course. Definitely like that, you know, when we're not talking about bombing it, he's not going to, he's one of those guys, he kind of fits that, you know, grace, um, the guys that have won here profile and we know he can get the putter going, um, you know, and, but his rest of his game is coming out. He got a, a third at TPC, which is another Pete die track, a 12th at the master. So really good form coming in. I, mm-hmm. I really like him this week. I, I'm normally not a big Harmon guy, but I, I like him a lot this week. He's my top ranked player in this, in this range. Yeah. I like him too. He played very good the match play too. I mean, he, he made, a ton of birdies um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the match play as well. So yeah, 8,700. Didn't he have like seven birdies and still lost to Cantley? And I mean, like yeah. they, they both, yeah, they both had like yeah. seven or eight. Yeah. So well, Cantley had seven birdies and an Eagle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I can be deceiving. It looks like he lost. Yeah. He didn't, he I mean, Harmon well blitzed it. Yeah. And then exactly. he, and then he came back around and beat him in the playoff member and came out of the pod. I mean, Harmon mm-hmm. was on fire yep. and so was Cantley. Um, I think in the top half of this group, Answer 89, Fleetwood 88, Harmon 87, Garcia 86. Yeah, I think it's it's probably a coin flip, really, answer Harmon. I'd probably give a slight edge um, to answer. But then you kind of get to the bottom half. Let me ask you this. How do you how are you viewing Harris English now? Because we know hmm. he had the great season right last year. I mean, he was he was playing great golf. I mean, he really oh, yeah. was playing beautiful golf, one tournament of champions, 
January, February, just like he went to sleep basically this year. Um, but now it seems like, okay, maybe his interest is back and he can kind of see him slowly starting to put some of the pieces back together. But is he all the way back at 8,400 for you here or no? Great course history here. Um, three straight made cuts, top 32, 25th and 21st. So I'm going to 17th. So I like that. I did like the upside, you know, yeah. at the Masters that he showed because he had kind of, you know, six months ago, him and Kokrak were two guys. I just, they were just flourishing, playing some of their best golf ever. English got the win. So did Kokrak. But Kokrak has kind of kept it going a little bit. Um, hmm. English definitely took a step back, but he even talked about the mentality side of the golf and how it changed so much for him. And he was feeling the best. So, the upside is definitely there. I think because of the price and where he's at, I'd probably see him being somewhat low on this week, um, just who he's mixed in there with. Yeah. So I, I don't mind taking, you know, some shares on there. I don't think he's going to get too talked up after the Masters, but we know what his, you know, ceiling type is when he's yeah. rolling all together. And, and he's not, you don't have to worry about the putter, especially on Bermuda. This is around the kind of their area that they live. So they're used to these kind of, this kind of layout in greens. Yeah. He he likes that Bermuda. So does Horschel. You know, Billy, Billy likes that fast Bermuda too. I actually um, like I actually like Lowry though, just for a hundred dollars more. I, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's he's a guy that I would thought normally would have took a break right now, but because of the way the schedule is and not one to you know, I, he's not. But he's got a third here back in 2019 when it played mm -hmm. more like it will this week. Um, so I like that he got he took eighth at TPC, played great good there. You know the other die course. So I I kind of like him this week. Um, you know nothing flashy when you look across the board at him, but you know he's a guy that can just put it all together and play well. And, and he tied uh, English for the same twenty first finish at the Masters. Yeah, and it's a good point. I you know I, I my eyes kind of go down to the bottom here, really. On um, eighty one hundred now, eight thousand Kuchar. I, I I was kind of on the Kuchar train there in Texas. I I, I felt like. Matt needed to reset there, spend some time with his coach, what he, which he did, and hit the ball much better. He's played much better. It's the first time it looked like Matt Kuchar in probably over a year. Um, a little surprise at Augusta. I thought he made some kind of silly mistakes, some silly bogeys, tried to rally late, make the cut, didn't. Um, but, you know, this is horses for courses. I mean, Matt Kuchar loves this place. Uh, he yep. won it back in 2014. He's got a second, a ninth, an 11th. Um, so I, I think Kuchar... Even though he missed the cut last week, I do think this is a good spot for him. And I do think he's playing much better golf and feels like he's moving in the right direction. So at 81, um, I'm probably, I'll probably just go ahead and, you know, take Kuchar. And, and I don't mind now either. You know, 12th at the Masters. Of course, one Sony. His short game is a strength. Can he do enough, um, you know, in the approach game? I think with Kevin is kind of is, is where you're at. But I get the feeling with Kevin, he's pretty confident right now too. I think he's, I think he feels good about his game. So I kind of, I'm going to go ahead and just go down to these two guys here at the bottom and just kind of skip past Horschel and Westwood, which I think's you know, kind of on the down now a little bit. We, we kind of went through that parade um, and then maybe mix in a little bit of, of answers. So, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you Kuchar, man. I'm going to give you the Kuch at 88,000 here in this range for my guy. Who do you got? Uh, Harmon's got my favorite in this range. I do like Kuchar and definitely course history here is phenomenal. So I, I, I'll have shares of him, but I, I like Harmon the best out of the range. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh Fleetwood, you know, 8,800 seems spendy, doesn't it? To a little bit here for Fleetwood. I was, that was probably the biggest shock to me was Fleetwood at 88. Yeah. I didn't play well at TPC either, I, which I don't know if that's necessarily a die deal. I hadn't done the full deep dive in there, but I, his game's up and down. Um, yeah. not a guy I play a lot. Very, you know, just cause he's at times he's popular. I don't know if that'll be true this week, but I kind of agree with you that 
outside of you know Harmon and Answer, who are guys I do like, dropping down um, yeah. to the cheap guys is, is just as good, easier way. And, and and maybe I'll have some Lowry in there, but I don't mind fading Billy Ho, Fleetwood, uh, Westwood for sure. He seems to be kind of off that train a little bit. Pull up the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app here is uh, we've got the win odds uh, that are out there. And um, hold on one second here. Where'd you go? There he is. And right now, Webb Simpson's a favorite. Uh, eight to one, Dustin 12 to one. Can't lay 17. Fitzpatrick up there at 17. How about that? Fitzpatrick, 17 to one. Morikawa, 21 to one. Terrell Hatton, 22. And there's your boy, Zalatoris, at 22 to one. And uh, kind of scrolling down there, as we just talked about, Kevin Na, he's getting some respect here at 30 to one. And then Brian Harmon also at 30 to one. And that's DraftKings. Sportsbook, the win tickets, as uh, we move on here now into the seven. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. This year's teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TRAVIS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code TRAVIS to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And K, and there's a lot to take in here, boy. <laughs> there is a lot to take in. I get a lot of questions. Who's this Christian Zedenhut dude, right? Like I get a lot of DMs and texts and like, where the hell did this guy come from? What do you, what do you know about Christian? I mean, the Euro side definitely, you know, is where he started to make his name. One of those guys that would get into that top 50 in the world, so get him into the WGC stuff um, here. Played played here later in June after the reboot. Um, got a 28th. That's the only time he's seen the course. He can putt. You know, so behind yeah. Fitzpatrick, he's he's a second in the field and, and putting on Bermuda, and that and that that's really where he kind of makes his bread and butter. If that if that's on, and, and having the shorter course this week will probably benefit him some. At the price, you know, you need to make made cut in a top 20 upside. I think he gives you that if he's hitting it well. I mean, if he's putting well, but, you know, his approach game is a little shaky for me. Uh, and he has picked up some steam, in, you know, in the market. So, I, you know, as far as popularity, but like par five scoring, I got him 117th in the field. So that that worries me here because you have two gettable par fives where these guys will make some make, you know, make their scoring on. So I not too attracted to him, but, you know, the putter is always an equalizer in some cases. Yeah. All right, let me give you some names that people have heard and know a little bit more about. And uh, and Christian, you know, yeah, beautiful golf swing. I watch him, you know, uh, instructions kind of my trade and 
yep. he seems like he should be a better approach game player, you know, and just you watch him and it's like, damn, what, what's he missing here? Because he is a great putter, to your point. Maybe he'll start to clean that up a little bit and he'll be a force in the way that he can roll it, particularly on Bermuda. I took the last 12 rounds, uh, strokes gain total. Just I always like to kind of get a little, little feel on form coming in. Like you can do last 12, 24, whatever. I was like, eh, last 12 coming in uh, into this event. And number one in the entire field was Charlie Hoffman. You know, number one at 7,800 was Charlie Hoffman. T2 at Valero, which we know he owns that place, loves that golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, 17th at the player, 10th at API. I've been kind of pounding the improvement for Charlie for for kind of months on end with my podcast. And um, I had his coach on. And I was like, hey, I see a lot of improvement at Charlie. This dude's like, he's longer off the tee. He's got a, his approach game's getting better. Better on the greens. Putting pretty good. Like Charlie Hoffman's playing some great golf. Last 12 coming in, hottest player. Jeez, like, why wouldn't he just keep it going here? Um, some other names that are in this, you've got, uh, let's see here, seventh on the list, last 12 rounds, Lucas Glover. You know, Lucas Glover playing some nice golf at 7,100. Eighth on the list was Grio. Now, Grio hasn't played much. So, this, I kind of take that in consideration. Grio hasn't played since Corrales. So, um, but, was playing decent golf uh, at that point. And then you come over to Matthew Wallace, who was 11th on the list. And then Siwoo Kim, who I like, of course, um, at this property as well. He knows a thing or two about Pete Dye golf courses. Uh, <laughs> one at the players, um, 12th at the Masters, 20th at Valero. I and mean, this guy's, you know, Siwoo's playing some good golf right now and, and really kind of settling in with his new coach, Claude Harmon third. So those were some names, Hoffman and Kim and Wallace and Grio and Glover and the 7,000s that are playing good golf coming in. You like any of those or who would you add? Yeah, I was writing up one of my pieces um, that I'll post and Glover was one that I marked as a uh, high up on the list for me, you know, good form coming in, a 48th and then a 19th and then a 4th, as we know, um, at, at Valero as well. Uh, Hoffman's up there. Um I love Siwoo, especially that Pete Dye. That's hard not, and especially that price. I probably, when we're talking strategy, we'll have to see, does he get too talked up? I mean, a 12th at the Masters, he's a Pete Dye specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Kirk's a guy I've been riding for a while. I mean, ever since yeah. his, his battle back uh, from his personal issues, he's he strikes the ball extremely well. Um, I like the not having to bomb it here, per se, for him. Um, you, you know, pretty good form coming in, a sixth at Valero and a 25th at Honda. He's played here, mixed results, two made cut or two missed cuts, a 23rd and a 55th. Um, and then Cam Davis is a guy I just love, and especially in DraftKings, I play him a lot, probably more than I should sometimes. Love him in showdown because he's so opt to get those uh, eagles and stuff. He can hit a long way. It'd be interesting to see how he plays this course and yeah. does he have a club down that, that, you know, sets up well for him. Little, little worried about that. But, you know, other than names you said, Davis and Kirk, and, and then I, I can never hate, you know, Henley on any, any type of play stuff, with, <laughs> especially under $8,000. I always, yeah. Him. yeah, Henley, um, he was third at the Honda, blitzed at putting. Um, yeah, he, he, he's an interesting name here, isn't he? Henley. Yeah. He's, he's kind of an interesting name, really. I think in, at this event here, 7,900. You know, this McIntyre is pretty good too. Robert McIntyre, 7,800. Impressive, yeah, impressive last week. I was impressed by him. Yeah, I was too. And he was ninth at match play. I mean, he's he's played very well in two big venues and fields. Twelfth at the Masters, tied for ninth at match play. Um, you know, his game when you watch him play, I think he's PJ Tour standards. He's probably a pretty average driver. Um, I think he's kind of sub-average iron game. You know, just under. And I think he's a good putter. 
you know, and I, and I, he doesn't, he's like one of those guys that doesn't do anything like really exceptionally well, you know, he's just kind of right there at the mean, perhaps slightly above here, slightly below there plays his game. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, 7,800. I think it's be interesting to watch him play this golf course um, as well. Brendan Grace has won here. He's 7,600. He won back in 2016 and he's playing good golf. One at Puerto Rico, 26 at API, 23rd um, at Valero and, and putting well as of late. I think Brandon Grace is probably looking his chops to get back to this property uh, and tee it up here with a win already. Yeah, I like Cam Davis. You know, I don't know what to make of Burns. Um, you know, Sam Burns, man, he can, he was, he looked really good. Oh, I mean, yeah. really, really good driving approach, putting. I mean, you think, you know, I know he's long, but you think the way that, you know, historically look at his game, if he can kind of get it back together, approach game and putting his skill sets match up pretty good here, but you think he's, which way is he? Is he like closer to where he used was playing great? Or is he still going to keep this trend of like, man, that's some pretty bad golf. Yeah, I mean, I probably opt to go towards veterans that are right around there with like Kisner, Poulter that both have great history here. Both mm. play well, especially Kisner on Bermuda. Um, Burns, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. With uh, he did get a ninth here when it played, you know, more traditionally two years ago, but um, a little bit further down the list for me, uh, you know, when, especially with the guys right around him priced. Like I like Grace. You mentioned Grace. I, I'd play Grace for two hundred dollars more before Burns. Yeah, I would too. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I think I would definitely um, pay up and, and and play Grace. I would add Munoz to that equation too. Um, uh, I think I think you know Munoz, nice iron player. I think his putting's improving. Forty at the Masters, ninth at Valero. I, I could I could I could add Munoz to this conversation of of people to like. Let's go down to the low sevens here as we just kind of keep working through this field. Um, there's Grio coming back at seventy three. We know he can strike it. There's Aaron Wise. I don't think his Good a ball striker, but his putting always such a huge question mark um, with Aaron Wise. You know, Brendan Todd's cooled off here a little bit. You know, his 48th at the Masters, 35th at the Players. You would think Georgia guy, right? The Bermuda Greens. This could be a good spot for him. But I just don't like the way he's hitting the ball. You keep looking down these 7,200s for Telly, Zach, Charles Howe. Um, anybody jump at you, you, Alex Norn, CT pound, 2019 champion. There's Glover. There's Hadwin. Yeah. Those are so the two that came to my name were Michael Thompson, who's a guy I normally don't get big on, but you know, he's great on Bermuda. Um, he seems to have improved here four straight years. He was went from a miscut to 40 seconds, a 10th to an eighth. So maybe a track he's starting to love and, and getting mm-hmm. better and better at. You just mentioned Hadwin. I like him here. He's made the cut um, all four years he's played it out of the last five. Good form coming in, a, a 29th and 8th and a 23rd. A guy I love, but he just, for whatever reason, has never done well at this course. I, I you know, know him a little bit personally, but it's Harold Varno. You would think this course would be good for him, um, but he's had a 68th, a 59th, and three straight missed cuts. So it's, you know, stat-wise, he's all over the place here. It looks like it'd be a great play, but for whatever reason, something must not fit his eye. Uh, you probably know a little bit better than I on, on that level of golf, but he rates out well. He just mm-hmm. – maybe it is the putting because he, he does struggle putting at times. Um, maybe that's the big e- equalizer for him that if he can find a hot putter on Bermuda, maybe he does better. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's probably more his putting. Although he's, you know, last three or four events, his putting's been – has been fairly well for him considering um, I don't think he's hitting the ball 
as well as he would like here as of late. I, I'm probably going to pass on on Varner, uh, just the form coming in, basically, you know, the course yeah. history as well. Um, I'd rather play Hadwin, probably, you know, or Glover. Yeah. Glover we mentioned earlier is only 7,100. I'm definitely playing Glover. He, I like him a lot this week as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Glover's it has been circled for me, and I, and I like Thompson. I, I like what you said about Thompson. I, I think he deserves a long look, 34th at the Masters, 18th at the Honda. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, he you, said pan, you said pan earlier. I certainly I mean, he won here, so he certainly, can. yeah, but he's not missed the cut either in the four years. So it's not like it was a one off. Um, you know, that was an upside, but he did for 7,100. All he's got to do is make the cut and give you a top 20 upside. That that's a great play. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to chew on here, you know, and there always is in, in the 7,000 range. There's always, oh, yeah. There's always a lot to kind of throw out early, and then there's ones you like, and then you kind of chew on. You could probably be talked into it a little bit or not. Um, but I think I think in the sevens, um, I think Henley's interesting. I, I really do in this group, and I think McIntyre is interesting as well. I, I think McIntyre showing that he is he's a real player, you know. And at seventy eight hundred, um, that's pretty cheap. Well, I'm gonna give you Siwoo though. I'm gonna give you Siwoo in the match head to head here. I'm going with the specialist man. This is not my first right. rodeo. I'm going specialist Siwoo. Who you got? Yeah, my one-two in this range was Kirk and Siwoo. So I'll take Chris Kirk. I think he's you know, he's on the cusp of potentially getting that first win. Um, you know, and I love Siwoo. I definitely will have some at that price. But Kirk is the guy that I'll take um, at 7,500. Yeah, the thing with Kirk, I had him on my podcast um, last year when he first okay. came back out. And he uh, he was playing King and Bear right down the road mm -hmm. um, on the web or on the Corn Ferry and won it, shot uh, thousand under, right? Uh, you know, just killed it. So I asked him if he'd come on and talk about his stuff, and he did. And 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 you forget that Chris Kirk's won four times in the PGA Tour. I mean, like this guy. I mean, this guy knows how to play golf. I mean, he's he yeah. he, he was a top shelf player before he had to take a step away and work on himself. And uh, he almost won in Hawaii. You know, finished second to keep his card. Yes. And you look at him statistically. Uh, Brandon, he's got no weaknesses, man. Like, I mean, he's he drives it straight, good iron player, good short game, good putty, you know. And I could see him wearing him out here, just like get it going over and over and over and over. This little bait, he just hits this little drop. Like it starts like two yards right, draws one yard left every single time. Um, I, like, I like him a lot this week. I can't argue with Kim, but I, I like Kirk. I think Kirk's on the I mean, he's one of those short lists to to and he's I think I don't know what, what his number is on on DK Sportsbook. Uh it's not we don't have that here, but um the one I'm looking at he's 66. So anywhere around there, I think that's a great betting number as well. Yeah, he's 60. I think he just yeah, yeah he's 60. Strillman's 66. Strillman uh in that seven thousand range. He's kind of a Pete Dye kind of guy too, you know, who has played well at the Travelers. Two top tens here. So he's two top tens here. You know, here's there's there's another guy. I tend to agree. I think there's a lot down here. You could easily fade up top, get yourself a couple there in the nines. Yep. And then come down and and do some different things down here in the sevens. And even as we continue on here in the sixes, Glover's 90, 90 to one. Why not? I might, I might put a win ticket on Lucas Glover for crying out loud. Yeah. Have a hot putting week. Dude can hit. He can ball strike your face off. I mean, he, he played great the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the McIntyre deal, and one thing on that, people that use the models and all that, like he's not a guy that's going to pop because yeah. he doesn't have the data in the Masters. Data is not going to really be in there. Uh, WGC is not because it was match play, but he played well there. And so he's not bringing in a lot of stats. 
So he may go under the radar. You know, there'll be pods like ours that definitely talk about him, but people just run a model and do an optimizer. He's not going to get picked up as much as you would think. Mm. That's a good point. That's a, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to be, I think we're kind of thinking the same way up top and then how we're thinking the way to, to orchestrate several lineups um, that are certainly not going to be too hop heavy. All right. So we always finish the show with the 6K and we always like to give them three names each to consider and that we like. Um, you give one, then I'll give one and we'll just alternate back and forth here. So I'll let you go first. We're in the 6K now, DraftKings. Uh, who, who, give me a name. I'm going to go Patton Kazire. I uh, kind of rebound back to his career, um, former winner himself. Three times he's made the cut out here. He had a 14th back in 16, uh, a 35th at TPC, a 9th at Valero. You know, nothing crazy that's going to stick out to you, but um, he's 38th in stat model for me in the entire field at $6,500. He is a guy that can get putting on Bermuda, 21st and splits there. I, I, I like him as a, as a cheap buy-in, um, allows you to get, you know, maybe you want to stick three 9Ks, drop down to the sevens and throw him in there. I don't mind that kind of strategy. So I like Patton Kazire as a $6,500. Yeah. Yeah, you took him right off my list. Um, yeah, 6500 for sure. Playing well, ninth Valero, 35th players, um, and and knows this, this kind of golf. You know, he went to Auburn, um, mm-hmm. worked with Todd Anderson. Actually, he's here quite a bit. Um, or no, maybe he doesn't work with Todd. Excuse me. He works with uh, Justin Parsons now, who's up there in Sea Island. Sea Island, yeah. With yeah, regardless. I mean, he's, this whole area here, he he gets the kind of golf that's that's played here. Coastal. Um, I think that's a I think that's a good pick, you dog. You took it right off my sheet. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna go down to I'll give you Stuart Sink. You know, we talked about him on the show last week, finished 12th at the Masters. We were like, this dude's playing good, 47, 19th at the Honda. You look at the skill set here. You need a good iron player and good putter. He can do both. You know, I mean, this course is not going to, he, he doesn't need to hit it 300 yards. Um, Stuart Sink looks like he's playing on house money and he's free. That's what he looks like to me. He just looks like he's free out there playing. Like, I got all kinds of money. I'm 47. I'm kind of waiting it out on the Champions Tour. And I'm going to go out here and show him what's up. You know? and, and he is. I mean, he is. He wins last year. 12th at the Masters for crying out loud. Um, I mean, he's playing really good golf. I think his course kind of fits him too really to be quite honest he was only like 6100 too last week he is very 6100 yep yeah very cheap affordable guy that i was overweight on so i did like him as well last week so yeah okay so we got kazire we got saint quilts i'm gonna go to back to doug gim um Biggest worry for me is he he does not putt well on Bermuda so far, but he's also young in his career. But he did get 29th at TPC, a 44th at Valero, um, 6,900. I know he's popular within the industry at times, but yep. hasn't seen here. So I, there's some some negatives to, to go against it. But but overall, I just like the way his game was trending over the last you know three months or so. Um, and I feel like I'm getting him a little cheap at 69, but I, I know that that works itself out. So I, I like Doug Gim this week. Yeah, his uh, it, there's a lot of the, the narrative. Obviously, as you start getting down in here, there's always that glaring weakness, right? Like, mm-hmm. can he have a good putting week? Um, you know, Matthew Naismith's another guy. He's probably honestly one of the he's top ten ball striker in this field, but the guy can't putt to the ocean at times. I mean, like it just like what are you doing? You know, um, I mean, if that guy figured out how to putt, look out, Matthew Naismith. Um, but I'm not going to give you the him. I'm going to, I'm going to give you Tom Hoagie. I don't know why Tom Hoagie's like, I, I just, 
Hoagie missed cut here last two years. I get it. Um, 6,400, but I think he's playing good. I, I think he's coming in. He's, he's 12th at the Bolero, 22nd at the players. I thought he was impressive there. Um, another Pete die course here. He's hitting, he's, he's hitting it very well, but like Gim, um, we need a good putting week, you know, at a hoagie and bent is, or excuse me, Bermuda is his best surface. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw uh, Tom Hoagie in there as well. All right. We got one more each. Yeah. My last guy, I'm going to go to Ryan Moore. This, this is a course that, you know, his game is suitable. Yep. For, um, he had some injury stuff in the fall and it looks like he's finally getting healthy again. Uh, made the cut to Valero. Didn't finish well, but 35th at TPC uh, made the cut here last two out of three years, 6,900 um, ball striking again. Good. Very solid. He's going to hit a lot of fairways, kind of like Chris Kirk in a way. Um, I don't see him getting in trouble. If he can make some putts, then he can be alive on the weekend. And, and that's kind of what I'm looking for when I'm down in this range. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I, I, now that you're kind of, kind of talking me into that one a little bit, I, I, I had I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Ben Martin here as my third 6,400. I like Ben. I like Ben on Bermuda. Yeah. I watched um, him and uh, Benny on in the USAM at Southern Hills here up in Tulsa. Uh, okay. They were in the finals together. And so I've always kind of liked Ben since he got, I mean, Benny on destroyed him in that deal, but he, he, he you know, he's, he's someone I've followed since I got to meet him there and stuff, but I like him in general. 34th of Valero as well. Yeah. His last two starts played a Corrales ninth. I, hey, I, mean, I think he, you know, look at him. I think approach game, he can do enough, make the cut top 25. I could see that, you know, out of Ben Martin for sure. So I like those. Those are those are good good names there in the six thousand um, for people to consider. And of course, you're up in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Southern Hills. I actually played in the national championship in Southern Hills in let's see, 1998 in wow. NAIA. Nice NAIA golf. Played for Lewis and Clark, and we I made it to nationals, won regionals. We played Southern Hills. And it just beat me like a drum. They set it up like the U.S. Open, and <laughs> I putted the ball off the I putted the ball off the green on number nine. <laughs> I was above it; it was down, and I put it all the way off. Um, I don't know. Shot. I, I, huh? I'm excited to see the uh, PJ Championship there next year. That'll be yeah, awesome. that place is phenomenal. Oh yeah, was there Southern Hills on it? That was also. Um, it was brutal that week because it was like 110 every day. Yep. Uh, so, and which was they had it in, in August at that time, but ha having the PGA in, in May, I think will be nice next year. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Right. Gosh, we got the PGA in five weeks, man. I mean, we come oh. off the Masters and, and and off we go. We're in full bore here. Um, hey, I appreciate you coming on. This was, uh, this was fun. We'll do it again. Call it the matchups presented by DraftKings. Uh, go check out the Sportsbook app. It's starting to spread. These, these states are going to start coming on board. And you're going to be able to bet uh, win tickets as well. But you can do fantasy. And fantasy golf's a lot of fun. I had a decent week last week. Cantley killed me. If Cantley makes the cut, uh, or excuse me, if uh, if Berger makes the cut for me, I have, I have a phenomenal week in fantasy. I mean, I was sweating it out on late on Friday, and it didn't happen. And it ruined my weekend for crying out loud. Not until, you know, <laughs> things got a little bit better. But uh, it's Brandon Guptill. Go check him out on Twitter at G U P underscore uh, G C. I follow your stuff. I love it, man. And uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Okay, man.